Thanks for listening, Unplugged Army. I'm Louis Unga, General Manager at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. We're proud to present Doug Franz Unplugged. Four minute offense. Four minute offense. Four minutes. Four minute offense. Four minute offense. Everything you need to know in sports that affects Maricopa County, the state of Arizona, and the world, you get in four minutes. We start things off in South Philly. Oh, the Diamondbacks! They win five to one. Manager Tori Lavello, let's go. Yeah, I think we enjoyed it. I think there were a lot of FYS um, as as we were shaking hands, and I think everybody was excited. They have forced a game seven in the National League Championship Series. Merrill Kelly, great. Five innings pitched, one earned run. Bullpen, even better. Four innings pitched, no earned runs. Marte, two for five with two RBIs. And Tommy Pham had a home run in the second inning. You can say when our backs are against the wall, it brings the best out of us. Brandon Fott goes tonight in a game seven. He's going to go up against Ranger Suarez. Merrill Kelly, who was great last night, what do you think about Brandon Fott tonight? Uh, I've said it to a lot of different people. I feel like every time he takes the ball, he gets a little bit better. Um, And I'm probably just going to tell him to do what he did at home. Fought 213 postseason ERA, Suarez 064. First pitch today, 507. And the other playoff, their game seven is over, and the road team won every game. ALCS Texas crushed Houston 11 4. Adolis Garcia went four for five, five RBIs, two home runs. Rangers host the World Series on Friday, no matter what happens in the NLCS. Suns News, they waved Keon Johnson. The season starts tonight. Devin Booker going to try to play through a sore toe. Bradley Beal going to try to play through some back issues. Bradley, how you feeling today? It's, it's crazy. It's kind of like I, didn't, I barely slept last night. Like I was excited just to get on the plane today and get going and be in practice. But, you know, it's, it's here. You know, I'm definitely super excited. My family is too. Getting on the plane is what they did yesterday. They're in San Francisco. They take on the Warriors. Game one for their march to the championship tonight, 7 o'clock. Okay, a little early to say this, but the Coyotes are tied for third. Let's go. Today is a day of hockey. Every single NHL team is in action. Coyotes at LA, 7.30. Hey, despite being one and six on the season, Coach JG is happy with a few things. What would you say is the most consistent right now, Coach? Our attitude and effort hitting. I think our hitting's there, our effort's there. The fight's always there. We gotta fight a little bit better. Well, they got their fight on their hands with the Ravens' big win over the Lions. Now Baltimore comes here Sunday in Glendale, kickoff 125. Last night in the NFL, 49ers lost a road game again against a team you thought was inferior. 22-17 at Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 378 yards, two touchdowns, and that vaunted pass rush never sacked him. Uh, You explain this. What's the difference, Coach Kenny Dillingham, between winning and almost winning? Brothers Rising, they have a game on Saturday. Get fired up, they're on the road at Orange County. Okay. And finally, (laughs) a man in Santa Clara was arrested. What was he doing? 
He was on the light rail platform building a table. When he was told he had to leave, he got argumentative. And so what did the cop do? He arrested him. Well, don't build tables on platforms at light rails is the moral of the story. Because if he wouldn't have been argumentative, he wouldn't have got arrested. And then the police officer charged him with trespassing, parking illegally, carrying a stolen firearm, having possession of a methamphetamine pipe, oh, and also a Slim Jim. Jackpot Unplugged Army, I feel like a true commander-in-chief to be able to give you such an unprecedented savings. Go to Unplugged at Whirlwind.com and check out the new membership club from Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Whirlwind Plus. Here's what you get. You sign up for a tee time anytime between now and five days from now, and you can save anywhere from a minimum of 30% up to 60% off plus 15% off at Civlik, the restaurant, and another 15% off in the pro shop. I'm telling you, you walk into the pro shop, get bowls, a shirt, and a hat. You walk over for happy hour with your wife. You might pay for your monthly membership right then and there. It's $34 a month, cancel anytime. Or if you want to save even more, because that equals out to a little more than $400, you can get it for only $299 a year. Whirlwind Plus at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com and feel the wind. I'm Janelle, General Manager of Bell's Nashville Kitchen, a.k.a. The Whiskey Wizard. Bell's isn't your typical country bar with mediocre bar food. We are a scratch kitchen with chef-inspired dishes in the only place you can get the best sandwich in all of Arizona, our Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Now, the drinks. I spend days infusing our own whiskey creations. Come in for Whiskey Wednesdays to learn about and drink our famous whiskey selection. We have live music most days and all weekend as part of our honky-tonk brunch. Bell's Nashville Kitchen on Main Street in Old Town Scottsdale. You found home, down home. There's 27 outs in the nine innings. A rookie is on the mound. Game seven. You are three hours away after first pitch, of course, from knowing whether or not we're going to our first World Series in 22 years. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is that you've decided to make Doug Franz unplugged a part of your day, my family greatly appreciates it. My name is Doug Franz, and you have found the only podcast and TV show in the world totally devoted to the coverage of the four major sports franchises of one great American city that drops on your phone and your television every weekday morning. We also cover ASU, U of A, GCU, Rattlers Rising, and the Burks. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass, World Series Edition. Are you going to put it past them? I mean, that, that's the question. Do you really think they have a chance to go to the World Series? No. Are you going to put it past them? No way. Because how many times have we been wrong about this team? So get jacked up. That's how I feel today. That is totally how I feel today. That was such a clutch win. And to get some slug in the second inning, but then to back it up after the slug with the walk and triple, or with the walk and the double, then to have another decision by Tori Lovello that wanted me to, I wanted to bang my head against the wall, but the bullpen proves them right. That was just great baseball. 
dominant baseball in their building. We did it. Here we go. Here we go. No, I don't believe this is actually happening. No, I don't have any idea how I'm going to afford World Series tickets. (laughs) I mean, World Series tickets are going to be about $250 a shot. We spent all our money in the playoffs yeah because we didn't think it was gonna get any further uh, uh, yeah i don't know what i like my family we have this we have this saying if it's once in a lifetime opportunity you got to do it you got to do it and uh i i mean think about this if the diamondbacks are going to the world series once every 22 years okay the next time this happens i'm in my 70s and my and, and my oldest is is close to 50 Okay, I, I just, I can't wait that long. Okay, there's no way. There's no way. So you got to do it. Okay, say you get the money to do it. What game do you go to? Well, here's what's hilarious. A lot of people, don't, no matter what happens, the Rangers are hosting. Okay? and Now, I don't want to talk about the negative of us losing game seven, but I'll tell you this. I think this is hilarious. A lot of people know me well enough to know that I look at everything as you better fix this. You know, I mean, the smallest details when it comes to sports. I'm not like that in life, but I am in sports. I don't understand why you're in competition and you don't take everything like it's Game 7 of the World Series. To me, every moment of every game is Game 7 of the World Series. Why am I saying that? You'll never guess who the Texas Rangers played in the first series of the year. The first series of the year, they swept the Phillies. And they ended up tied in the regular season standings. So now the Rangers host the World Series against the Phillies because of three games in March. In March! (laughs) That makes me lose it. So anyway, the Rangers are hosting no matter what. So that would mean the Diamondbacks, if they win today, would have games three, four, and five if necessary. The series, now baseball tries to avoid... Uh, the NFL. So the series starts on Friday. So it's a Friday, Saturday games one and two in Texas off on Sunday. And then it would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the Diamondbacks. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy tickets for game five. And here's why (laughs) you're going to laugh at this. If the Diamondbacks or Rangers win in a sweep, I saved money because (laughs) I didn't really go. And then if they play game five, it's going to be as crucial as it possibly gets. Either the Diamondbacks winning the series in the in, in five games, and we get to watch while a World Series is celebrated, or it's the clutch game to keep Texas from winning, and that would stink if they won while I'm there, or it's tied two to two, and game five is the one that sets up who's got the advantage going back to Texas. So I might do game five. I don't know, but man, I loved going to game four. That, I mean, when you're down 2-1 and you know you lose that game, it's over, and you win, and that was the Alec Thomas home run to tie it, oh, I don't know. I'm, now, I might have just talked myself into game four. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm jacked up, though. I, I hope everybody else is as jacked up as, uh, as I am. Uh, last night was a lot of fun for me as a dad. Monday nights, Jennifer sings with the Phoenix Symphony, so it was rehearsal night. I don't know why, but the oldest is a Vikings fan, so she came over. She bought dinner for me. It was just Subway. You know, we can't cook without Jennifer. So we had Subway for dinner, and uh, and then we watched uh, 
Uh, she didn't get there until after the D-backs, but then we watched the ALCS together, and then we watched 49ers-Vikings, and that was that was fun for her. I, I don't care, but it was fun for her to watch a huge upset. So I had a great night. I had a, a great night. Before I get the show rolling, I probably don't have time to get to ASU today, but I got to play this for you. This is the strangest, and you know. I'm a huge fan of Kelly, Kenny Dillingham, the coach. I think I said Kelly Dillingham. Uh, of Kenny Dillingham, the coach. And I'm a huge friend, uh, fan of Kenny Dillingham, the human being. Okay, so to, to know that. I know I'm comfortable in separating the two, but maybe you struggle with that. I don't. It's easy. I don't have any problem ripping a friend. I just ask Jeff Weir Production. So, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. But here's the thing that I didn't get. He was asked a legitimate question of, other than Fresno State, your average loss is by eight points. You're in all of these games. So what is it going to take to make the leap? Now, just listen to this question. This is such a normal question. What is it going to be to take the leap to go from almost to converting these into wins? Yeah, cleaning the bus after the game. That's the difference. Cleaning the bus. Defense's bus is clean. Offense's bus is dirty. That's what goes into winning those types of football games. I'm going to try to translate it and say defense is making the plays, doing the things, being detail-oriented, and the offense is not. That's what I think it means. If you're supposed to have this leverage on this play, the defense is doing that. Hey, take an outside leverage because you have inside help. Get it right. Don't let him in any way beat you to the outside. However, maybe on the O-line, it's a scenario where this is where the running back is going to help chip. You've got to be able to force him this way. Don't let him come this way because you have no help. And boom, that guy gets that way. Things like that. I think he's just talking about being detail-oriented. But I just... It just that's just not normal. How can we get how can we move into wins? Clean the bus. Oh, okay, thanks. Thanks, coach. I I love the dude, but between the bamboo and the bus cleaning, it's getting a little strange over there. Uh sound credits today. AZCardinals.com gave us JG. Uh, MLB PR gave us all of our Diamondbacks sound. We got a ton of Diamondbacks to do today. Suns PR gave us a couple quotes that I was interested in. Uh, and uh, Sun Devil Source on YouTube is where we got that piece from uh, Coach Kenny Dillingham and a couple others. And then if we get time today, I will do college football, but I don't know how we're going to get to it. I got some Jed Fish from ArizonaWildcats.com. Before we get rolling, I, I have uh, one more funny thing. You know, I just lost it. Oh, my gosh. I thought first. Oh, yeah. You talk about hilarious things. How, how do the Coyotes keep walking into these things? It's totally not their fault. Today is like some kind of hockey fiesta. I can't, I, they have some marketing term for it, but every single team plays today. And the NHL set up, set up face-off time starting at 4 o'clock our time because that's 7 o'clock Eastern. And there's a face-off every 15 minutes until about 6.30. And then there's a face-off about every 30 minutes. So there is literally a face-off going on in the NHL today almost every 15 minutes from 4 o'clock today until the Coyotes-Kings game at 7.30. It's this huge celebration of hockey. ESPN has actually created an NHL red zone channel for the day. 
that they want you to watch. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Why am I laughing at this? Because the one day the Coyotes are like going to be featured, they're the game in L.A., they're the la- the nightcap for this huge day of hockey, right? <laughs> and what's it end up being? Oh, Suns are starting the season to win a championship, and we got this little thing called a Game 7 going on. Go Yotes! <laughs> they, just, they just can't win. They absolutely cannot win. All right, let's roll. Doug's Big One. Doug's big one today is the Arizona Diamondbacks are in a game seven. Yeah. Okay, I don't care if that's not a hard-hitting opinion. It's just unbelievable that we are here. How dumb am I if I try to convince you during spring training? You know, Unplugged Army, the things I'm seeing, I I think this, I think this is a team that can get us within one game of the World Series. I mean. How dumb of a prediction would that have been? Why do you say that, Doug? Do you believe in Madison Bumgarner? No, not at all. Terrible mistake keeping him. Oh, what do you think of Zach Davies? Oh, total waste of time. Yeah, not a good move keeping Zach Davies. Okay, what do you think of Brandon Fott? Oh, I think he's going to get sent down twice. Oh, okay. What do you think of Carson Kelly being able to bring Gabby Marino uh, on really, really slowly so he can develop? Uh, no, no, no worries about that at all. I'm, I'm sure that uh, Carson Kelly will get hurt at the in spring training, and Gabby Marino will prove that he doesn't need to be brought in slowly. He'll be a dominant force. Oh, okay. What do you think about Jake McCarthy? I think he's going to be great at the beginning, and then we're going to send him down. Oh, oh, okay. What do you think about the dog days of August? Oh, I think we're going to be about 15 games below 500 between mid-July and the end of August. Oh, and then they're going to the World Series? Yeah! Just, yes, yes, yes. The joy of living in a town when you're on a baseball run. Now, it's even better when it builds throughout the summer, okay? And you feel it. And we never felt this. We never, I mean, we did in like May and June. That was kind of special. Sadly, and I know our city, we don't believe it. We've been burnt so many times. So many of you are like, they'll blow it. They'll blow it. They'll blow it. And this is why I would love. You know what? Sorry that I walked myself into Doug's big one. Doug's big one today is the ending of the phrase, they'll blow it. That's Doug's big one. From now on in this town, we don't say they'll blow it. Because... If you were doing that, and listen, I wasn't saying they'll blow it. I just didn't think they were good enough. I picked them to lose to the Brewers. I picked them to lose to the Phillies. I did nail the Dodgers prediction, and not a lot of people were ready to say that they could do that to the Dodgers. So I'm going to try to elevate myself so everybody forgets about my other two predictions. But the reason why saying they'll blow it is so crappy is you don't allow yourself to get emotionally invested. You allow yourself at the end to say, see, I told you, and you don't get into the thrill of the moment. And now some fans are chasing their tail. Oh, Diamondbacks? What? I didn't know they still had a team. Yeah, we got uniforms and everything. I mean, people didn't understand. And this is what you miss out on when you don't have that spirit of a Midwestern fan, that spirit of an East Coast fan. This is what life is like on the other side. Let's not chase our tail again. That doesn't mean, other than ASU, that's different, and and U of A, even though I'm not rooting for U of A. Colleges need you to spend the money before they get good. Sadly, that's the way it is. 
Whether you like that model or not, model or not, that's life. Professional sports, I look at it and say, hey, they got to earn your money. They got to earn your money. But when you look at how well this organization played in May and June, and you look at how much money this organization pumps into the local charities, that should be where we say, okay, I, I, I want that. I want that. And we jump on board a lot sooner. And I admit, once they fell on their face in July and August, if you say, you know what, the, the style of baseball you're playing is so bad and so selfish, I'm, I'm now not going to spend my money, but I'm going to watch, I'm going to pay attention. I can't really jump all over, you, all over you for that. But man, when you're at games, be loud, get into it, embrace the moment. Because you never know how it's going to end up. You never know. And that's what makes this so much sweeter. Though I don't know if anybody in the Unplugged Army is a hardcore season ticket holder, okay? But imagine the guy that's been the season ticket holder for 15-some-odd years. Imagine how that person feels today with what they've been through with 2021 being such a dog season. And 2021 is still, to me, Mike Hazen's fault because he didn't wake up to the fact that 2020 really happened and thought, no, we're going to give these guys another chance. It wasn't fair that COVID made it a short season. No, you had chokers. You had an organization of chokers, and you didn't want to accept it. And then 2021 happens, and those fans that went through it. 2017 was special with Archie Bradley, the triple, the win in the wild card game, and you think something's happening here. And you get excited about it just to get punched right back in the face. I get it. 2007 was pretty special in the uh, upset win over the Cubs in Wrigley and being able to take that series. Okay, we've uh, 2011, the surprise year that nobody saw happening with Kirk Gibson. We've had these moments where we go, wait a minute, how, where did this come from? Truth be told, and not a lot of people want to look at it this way, the Diamondbacks are, are possibly the greatest, uh, I say possibly, uh, expansion franchise in the history of baseball. Now, I want to say that carefully. Here's why. You could argue the Marlins. They've got two World Series championships. It's two to one. So that's it's hard to argue you've lost that battle. But look at the way they've destroyed themselves so often and the ownership turmoil and all that crap. Okay, so that's I think we win over that battle. You got a pretty good case to look at Toronto. They started in the 70s and they had won back-to-back world championships 20-some-odd years later. But here we are. Where are we at? We're about 25 years uh, removed from the beginning of the, of the first game of the franchise, and we're one game away from our second World Series. And then you look at every four years or so, we're in the playoffs, if you, if you average it all out over these 25 years. It's really pretty good. But the, the lows have been so bad that they've angered us so much that we've almost overlooked the highs because we're so angry about it. Or we didn't get emotionally invested at all. Maybe anger's better. I think anger's better than apathy. And maybe we were apathetic to it. This is our moment. Here we go. Cheers to the Arizona Diamondbacks, Mike Hayes and Tori Lovello, Derek Hall, and all the players. Let's dive into the game. Don't take Merrill Kelly out. <laughs> I still hate it. That's not the right move, Tory. He just struck out Harper and Schwarber. He dominated the top of the or the bottom of the fifth inning. Dominated that inning. 
the, the rest of the lineup gets easier. Of course it worked. But, Tori, I just don't get it. The third time through the lineup is the hardest time to face him. And he went strikeout, fly out, strikeout. For the three hardest guys in the order, he got the outs. It gets easier. Put him back out there. Did it work? Yes, it did, Tori. Good job. All right. I just it still drives me crazy. If you could, uh, Jeff Weir Production, I'm sorry that uh, uh, we didn't go through this. I know for sure, in order to tell the story correctly, I want Kelly three and Tory two, and the reason why is these two are about taking Merrill Kelly out. So Kelly three, Tory two. If, uh, if if I'm sure a lot of you watched the game, but in case you didn't get a chance to see it, especially with it being a two o'clock first pitch, and maybe you were at work, Merrill Kelly five innings, shutout baseball. He was really really good, and then it was one of those starts where you can see the starting pitcher getting better and better and better as the game goes on. And then in that fifth inning, he comes up and he's got the top of the order in the top of the fifth. Strikeout of Kyle Schwarber on a huge, huge curveball, uh, I think it was. That's what I wrote, big curve. So I, I, th- I think, but I, oh yeah, it was. Okay, I remember the inside curveball. Uh, then a fly out, and then he struck out Bryce Harper on a long at bat. So he battled, got it, he's jacked up beyond belief, and then they take him out. I just thought it was a big mistake. When the pitching coach came out to shake his hand to tell him, which is the, you know, hey, you're done, Merrill Kelly didn't shake his hand. It was almost like, hey, if I don't talk to you, you can't take me out. He was furious. Walked down the tunnel so no one could see how mad he was on camera. And then Tori Lavello went over there to talk to him later. So, Merrill, what did you think about getting taken out of the game when on camera you were visibly upset? I just don't like ever coming out of a game. Um that's partly just me being stubborn. Um, also partly just the situation. I think partly why I was upset right there was I was kind of just taken off guard by it. Um, you know, I just went through their top three, punched out two of them, um, 90 pitches through five. I'm thinking I'm for sure going back out for six. Um, and then when I came in and, and saw his handout for the handshake that I was done, it, it kind of just, I think, kind of took me by shock more than anything. Um, and in that situation, obviously, NLCS game six, I want to be out there. I want to help my team win. Um, and that's kind of my mentality. Um, but we, you know, we had a conversation after that inning. Um, you know, he kind of broke down why it was that he took me out um, and the reason behind it. Behind it. Um, and at the end of the day, I trust my bullpen. It's not about me not trusting who's coming in behind me. It's just me trusting myself, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, the guys behind me came in and did a great job. And at the end of the day, if, if we win, then that's what matters. Great statements there except for the five at the end of the days can we please somebody stop at the end of the day the reason this is important i i know some of you are probably thinking hey your job is to pitch you shouldn't be arguing at the boss that was a bad attitude that was okay i get i i understand that but let me give you another point of view for a second imagine you just accomplished the hardest thing your job can present to you. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you do for a living, but whatever you would say is the hardest thing for you to do at your job. Now, you crush it. I mean, you 
crush it where everybody in your group, everybody on the job site, everybody on your team, I don't care what it is you do, everybody associated with you not only saw it, but they know you crushed it and they're excited for you. So all of these people at work are jacked up. You believed you could do it, but now you actually did it. There has never been a moment in your life like you just did it. Like right now. And as soon as you turn around and as soon as you walk out of the office, walk off the job site, move on to something else, your boss comes up to you and says, thanks, we're going to go with somebody else next time. I don't mean you had three days to calm down. I mean, as soon as you did it, yeah, 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 you're done. Thanks. Thanks for coming. I'm glad. Hey, thank you. Job well done. We're not going to let Paul come in. (laughs) You can't come off of that high and then have your knees taken out from you like that And, and, and control your emotions. No way. I don't want a guy that comes off the mound in that moment and says, okay, Skip, I'm glad to leave. I don't want that guy. I want the Merrill Kellys of the world on my team. Tori Lovello, what are we doing? Okay, it worked. But why? You know, it's it's what I expect from Merrill. He's an unbelievable competitor. Never wants to be taken out of a game until he's he is his tank is absolutely empty. Uh, he was making statements to me that told me that he would, was capable of going back out there, but I just I've got to be I got to be the 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 parent in the room and make a tough decision and hand it over to bullpen that's been very very efficient. Uh, he had done his job. It was 65 pitches through three. That was a concern. It was 45 after 48 after two. That was a concern. So I was I was managing his workload. I was watching his stuff. It was in my opinion. It was just time to come out of the game. What I can share about it is. Um, he was pounding the table to go back out there and was and was shocked that I was going to remove him from the game. But we had another brief conversation and I explained to him why I was doing it and he began to slowly understand. But there's so much stimulus, there's so much activity and so many thoughts that he's having that, and I've never been a pitcher, so I don't know exactly what it is, but I've been around enough to know that really outstanding pitchers never want to come out of the game and that's what he was trying to do, he was trying to make that statement. Nobody in the media asked this question, and I, I know the answer, but I would like to have heard Tori say it. I wanted somebody to ask, is there something he could have done in that conversation that you would have backed down? Is there any way he could have talked you into staying in that game? Listen, it worked. It worked, but I, <laughs> when something works, how dumb am I to disagree with it? But you're not going to get me to agree with it for this reason. Just say this out loud. Merrill Kelly struck out Kyle Schwarber, got a pop-up, a deep pop-up, but a fly-out from Trey Turner, and a strikeout of Bryce Harper. And the manager says, we're going to take you out, and in an inning in two-thirds, we're going to bring in rookie Sal Frank. Can, can you kind of see my point? Like, just say that out loud and then try to use that as a defense when you could have made the decision, no, we're going to have Merrill pitch one more inning. There's no way you're going to get me to believe that was the right move, and yet I saw the proof that it was the right move. 
So but, I realize I'm being a stubborn idiot. But when you play Moneyball, don't you have to be all in on the analytics? That's exactly what the analytics say. And as soon as you start doing halfway, now you've screwed it up. You should have just went old school. I I understand that. And, and Jeff, that's like one of the top five most brilliant things you've ever said. And what I really don't like it about it is it's a better point than what I'm making. <laughs> so, listen, if you're going to talk, be wrong. That would right? be the only time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the catch is, though, I want analytics in the game. It's, it's so dumb for me to sit here and argue with a computer. But I do believe you have to have a manager that says, I see the analytics, but nothing in the analytics explains he just struck out Schwarber and Harper in game six when these guys have been killing us. And that's what analytics don't compute is that moment right there. And for the analytics guy, they're looking at me screaming, that's the point. We don't want them to compute the emotion of the moment. You're wrapped into the emotion. We've got to do it the right way. You want to do it the emotional way. And I'm saying, this isn't emotion. That guy's on fire. That's what we're going to do. But, Jeff Weir, you're exactly, exactly right. Um, let's go to Merrill Kelly now with the other things. I thought this was important. How often do you hear the phrase? And, and listen, this is an Einstein phrase, and a lot of people like it, which is it's either idiocy or ignorance is um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So Merrill Kelly was asked about what did he change from his game two plan versus the Phillies as opposed to his game six plan versus the Phillies. And guess what the answer is? He changed nothing. The game plan wasn't uh, to change necessarily. Um, I think I went back and looked at my game. It was more just about executing. Um, I think especially the early homers that you talk about uh, purely just weren't executed pitches. Um, the one to Trey was a non-competitive backup cutter that was middle. Um, and the first one to Schwab was a fastball middle away. Um, so my priority was not necessarily to change the whole game plan, not really go back to the drawing board, but more of just focus on each and every pitch um, and just trying my best to execute each and every pitch. It sounds so simple, but let's break down, break down, break down what he just said in a much simpler way. It wasn't my job to change the game plan. It was my job to do the game plan right. That's it. How often in life are you presented with a scenario where you kind of think, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this way instead. And like, if you just would have stuck to the script, it would have worked. And now you screwed it up. So did you learn from it and you go back and you do it the right way? Are you willing to be introspective? I have that problem because a lot of times I have good ideas. Well, that can also be a, a kind of a curse because then do I do a good enough job listening to somebody else's good idea? Just because I have good ideas doesn't mean somebody else's idea isn't better. And if I accept somebody else's idea is better, then go with that idea and, and, and not try to say, okay, yours is a better idea, but I'm still going to force my, my idea into this. No, just go with it. Unless it's Jeff Weir Production busting you on analytics, then just ignore it and act like it didn't really happen. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Merrill Kelly on this one. He also talked about, okay, you went through the order. You go through the batting order, and other than the two walks, which were totally, I'm not messing with Schwarber and Bryce Harper at the beginning, but you get the righties out. Then you turn around and give up a double and a run, but you hold the damage down in the second, and now you're cruising. Dominant third, dominant fourth, dominant fifth inning. 
What did you change going through the lineup the second time and the third time that was better than when you went through it the first time? Like I, probably going back to him, I not really didn't really try to change too much. Um, I was confident that the game plan was gonna was gonna work. Um, and even though we did have traffic there with the walks, um, you know Harper and Schwarber are both super locked in right now. Um, they're not missing too many mistakes, um, so I'm not too mad about putting them on base right now. The, if the worst thing they get to me all day is a walk, um, I went in tonight being okay with that. Um, and just trusting that in between um, those guys that I had the confidence to get the other guys out, um, I just really didn't want to have those guys beat me. So if I did have a little bit of traffic on base, um, I just tried to trust my stuff and, and get some ground balls or get some quick outs after that. So uh, Schwarber and Harper walked, right? They do have walks. How about this stat? Schwarber, Turner, Harper, 0 for 9 on the day. Three of the best players in all of Major League Baseball. Top, I should say Schwarber's one of the best, but he's one of the hottest, wouldn't you agree? Those three dudes, 0 for 9. And Merrill Kelly walking two of them thinking, you know, I'm not, not going to mess with you at the beginning of the game. I'm not letting you beat me now, but I have the confidence I'm getting everybody else out. And then he executes. Um, another one from Merrill Kelly, and you need to know the story if you don't know. I'm going to give you a very, very condensed version of it. But think about it like this. What have you overcome in life? I realize when we're talking about a millionaire athlete, they are so far in a stratosphere we don't understand. I get that. But let's take away the money for a second. Because the money isn't there until you really get into like year three. And I realize some of you are going to go, what are you talking about? But because minimum wage is $700,000. And I know what you're thinking. Do you know what I can do with $700,000? Yes, but that's your entire livelihood of going through below minimum wage. You make below minimum wage in the minor leagues. Okay. So you finally make it to the majors. Yes, that's a huge chunk of money. I can't imagine what it's like to make that much money in a year. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine what it's like to make half that much money in a year. But that's after being going through three years of being, four years of being poor, and then. That's the most money you're ever going to make. And if you get cut next year, now you're out of baseball and you had to make that last most of your life until you got a real job with the rest of us. It ain't easy if you don't make it. All right? Merrill Kelly, where'd he go? Desert Mountain? I'm sorry to have to look at Jeff Weir Production, if you get a second, will you Google Merrill Kelly and remind me where he went to high school? Maybe it was Sunny Slope. I'm sorry I forget. But he goes to high school in Arizona and Division One offers don't come. It's fine. You don't believe in me? I'll go to junior college. Then the the offers don't come after junior college, and he walks on to ASU. Doesn't get a scholarship. Fine. Earns a scholarship. Gets drafted. But he doesn't like his draft position because he knows he's better than the Major League Baseball realizes. Fine. Desert Mountain High School. Desert Mountain. I got it right the first time. Why did I just go with that? I said Desert Mountain. No, maybe it was Sunny Slope. Ah! Just stick with it. So then... He gets drafted a second time, goes to the Tampa Bay Rays. He's in their system. But they're kind of bouncing in between starter and bullpen, and they don't really love him. He's not getting the love that he wants from any other major league team. 32 to, or 30 major league baseball teams, nobody wants Merrill Kelly. Fine. He goes to play baseball in Korea for three years. Does well in Korea. Comes back and says, all right, major league baseball, I've now proven myself. Here I am. 29 teams say, we don't want you. The Diamondbacks gave him a non-roster invitee. It's one of those things where, okay, 
since you went to Desert Mountain, since you went to ASU and you're right here, we'll let you pitch some innings in, in, in spring training. Knock yourself out, okay? And then we're going to cut you in, in, in two months. He makes the team. Okay, fine, but you're our number five starter, all right? We're not going to guarantee you getting a start every fifth day. Then he earns the title of ace or at least co-ace with Zach Gallon. Then he finally earns the contract last year of getting paid like a Major League Baseball player. That's the journey of Merrill Kelly. So, Merrill, when you're sitting here right now talking to the press after a Game 6 victory in which you pitched five shutout innings and the world told you you're not good enough over 50 times, what's going through your head? Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a it's been a good journey. Um, I've said it before. If you would have told me I'd be sitting here five years ago, um, even when I did make it to the big leagues for the first time, I mean, I would have told you you were probably crazy. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of hurdles that I think I had to get over and get past to get here. Um, I definitely don't take sitting here talking to you guys for granted. I don't I don't take for granted that I was the game six starter today um, and helped the D-backs, you know, win a, a crucial game six. Um, it's been fun to, you know, kind of enjoy it with these guys in, in our clubhouse and on that side. Um, and I think a lot of them have helped me get here. Um, but it's 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 been fun and I'm, I'm just trying to kind of take everything and enjoy it. How much does it change your entire outlook as a human being? If you say, I'm going to embrace where I am right now. So many of us will look at what somebody else has or what's or or what we want. And it's okay to be driven by that in a positive way. The negative is two things. The negative is jealousy of what somebody else has or having it being a pain that you don't have what you want and then there's an empty search for it because on an empty search you miss out on the needs of your wife the needs of your kids the needs of your friends around you and it becomes an empty desire to get something and then when you got it what did that do for you it did nothing see what i mean somebody's got it better than you but somebody else has it worse than you okay Embrace where you are now. Merrill Kelly used what he didn't have as a drive to say, I am never giving up on myself. I realize when you're looking at Major League Baseball, you might be sitting there saying, well, that's easy, Doug. I'm on a truck. Okay, I'm driving a truck. I'm a delivery guy. I'm driving a truck on a construction site. I'm Right now, Doug, I'm about ready to get in a bulldozer, and you're telling me I could be a major leaguer. No, I'm not. <laughs> you pro- okay, you probably can't. But this isn't the end, okay? Whatever you're getting up to do today is not the end point. That's what's important. Whatever you're doing today is the beginning of the next opportunity. That's what you have to look at. Embrace today. That's what Merrill Kelly's done. Has he done it every time? No. Of course he's been upset about something, thought it was over, angry at the world at something. We all get there. Bounce back, though. And that's what the Unplugged Army is here to help you do. Uh, I'm going to get to more Merrill Kelly in a minute, but I got uh, I want to play this one from Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham is just point blank a scary dude. Okay, that's all I can say. He's a scary dude. There's no, there is, I am not inviting Tommy Pham to a party, all right? Unless he's the bouncer. However, don't you want him on your team?
he was asked, what does this win and going through the Phillies being down 0-2, now you're tied 3-3, say to you about this team's resiliency that maybe you didn't know about before you got traded here? You can say when our backs are against the wall, it brings the best out of us. Um, guys tend to turn to or tend to turn up the focus. And, um, you know, it gives us a little edge. So maybe maybe that's what we needed. I just, we, backs against the wall, maybe that's what we needed. I mean, I don't know about you. He should be the voice of a haunted house or something like that. Uh, Tori, how, speaking of Tommy Pham, he had the homer. Top of the second inning, goes back-to-back with Lourdes Gurriel, but there's something about getting the first run on the board in Philly. What I know it's a cheese ball question, but what does that lead, what does that second inning do for you guys? Uh, well, the obvious one is the crowd. Um, the It was considerably um, more quiet for those middle innings when I think things were can get really ramped up here. But once they get somebody on base or they get score a run, it, it picks up again. But we kept ch- tacking on a run. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that's a, that's a very powerful statement when you just add another point here and there. Uh, and I just feel like those early runs let us exhale a little bit. It's an elimination game for us. We know what's at stake. Uh, we knew we had to do, and we were we were in the middle of doing it. And I think we just started to relax a little bit, and we just continued to capitalize throughout throughout the course of the day. It was a it was a much cleaner game. It was it was it was very close to a Diamondback type of a baseball game. There were some things, there are some things we have to clean up, and we will. But um, I was very pleased overall with the effort, and I think the crowd was out of it, and and we just started to make those statements, and, and I was very happy about it. It's interesting. I wonder what he means by cleaning things up because he said that plural. Uh, the only mistake I saw, and it was a glaring mistake, Corbin Carroll got all rookied up. Okay, all rookied up. Uh, a single in the uh, – uh, or a double in the top of the second. JT Romuto standing on second. He gets a great jump. Ground ball to Brandon. It goes through the infield. Uh, Brandon Marsh gets the RBI single. It's rolling out to Corbin Carroll. And Corbin Carroll thinks there's going to be a play at the backstop. No, not a play at the plate. He just comes up firing and hums one over everybody. And I love Corbin Carroll, okay? But you got to be harsh sometimes. That's about as selfish and stupid of a mistake as you can get. Suddenly to think you, with one of the weakest arms in Major League Baseball, you're going to gun somebody out. And I guarantee you everybody was yelling two or cut, cut, cut. And he just decides to airmail one over everybody to show off the non-arm. And that allows Marsh to get to second. Now you've eliminated the double play. He had a bad throw in game five, too. Almost a similar situation you're right, to Gabby. You're right. You're right. It's just dumb. That's when the moment gets too big for you. And it's also, and let me back up a little bit because I don't want it to sound too personal. A lot of times rookies when they're str- or young players, when they're struggling offensively, they do want to win so bad and they care so much that they think, I'll get it back with my glove. And they do something stupid because 
they can't compartmentalize the two different things. Just because you stink at the plate right now does not suddenly mean you've got a cannon, all right? God gave you enough talent, all right, Corbin? Just be happy with what you got. You can't create something that's not there. Really a dumb mistake. Now, when you hear Tory say we got things to clean up, that's the only one I really saw. I, I, I think they played really good baseball yesterday. Uh, if there is another one, I'd love for Tory to tell me about it, but I didn't want to text him. I thought that would be rude uh last one diamondbacks wise this will just get you fired up for today if i give you this stat how about this see if this is kind of a wake-up call uh, a little bit here sorry that i have to uh look it up this is the life and times of brandon fought okay brandon fought regular season all right regular season uh, let me find it here we go three and nine 572 ERA. You'd really like, in the modern day of baseball with the, both leagues having a designated hitter, you'd really like that to be below a 3-5, okay? He's at 572. Whip. Remember, anything above 1.15 isn't great. Above 1.2 is, is getting bad. Over 1.25 is a disaster. Do not be over 1.25. You with me? Your whip, don't be over 1.25. 1.41 Brandon Fott's whip. That's his regular season. Postseason. A series of no decisions despite great baseball because the offense was terrible in a lot of his starts. 213 ERA as a rookie in the postseason. 095 whip. Below one is exceptional. He's at 095. Wow. That's Brandon fought. And then what is it that this is – the reason why I set this up is here's Merrill Kelly, end of the presser. He's already talked about his game. Now we're at game seven. The Diamondbacks have a rookie starting game seven. Merrill Kelly, how, uh, what do you think about Brandon Fott's journey getting sent down and now coming back and pitching a game seven? Yeah, I mean, I've seen – the maturity and the development of Brandon has come a long way um, from when he first got called up and got roughed up a little bit and then we sent him back down. But ever since he's come back, um, I've said it to a lot of different people. I feel like every time he takes the ball, he gets a little bit better. Um, and I'm probably just going to tell him to do what he did at home. Right. Um, he, he threw a really, really good game at home against these guys. And I think he's going to be a really good pitcher in this league for a long time. Um, he's got the makeup for it. He has the stuff for it. Um, he doesn't get rattled he's got a pretty slow heartbeat for how young he is um but i would probably tell him just go compete and and have some fun i hate the phrase moral victories i hate it there's no such thing you win or you lose there isn't a moral victory okay if you, if you believe in moral victories, basically you want a participation medal because you did the right thing. You should do the right thing because it's the right thing. You should play hard because it's the right thing. You should play hard because you hate losing. It's that simple. So I hate the phrase moral victories. But let me declare for Game 7 of the National League Championship Series, we've already won. We've already won. Because in my opinion, we're either going to score more runs than the Philadelphia Phillies, and at the end of this game, we're going to the World Series. Or number two, we're going to make it all the way to Game 7 of an NLCS, and Brandon Fott and Corbin Carroll will never forget 
their performances. If Brandon Fought has a rough outing today and the Diamondbacks lose game seven, but he's able to look at how great he was this postseason, who does that young man become the rest of his life? How good of a pitcher does he become when that fuel is lit like it's never been lit before? You can be this good, and at the biggest moment in your life, you were average or below average. Okay, that's going to drive somebody to the point where he could never have been there without it. And in a Corbin Carroll, who's been, I think he was two for 19 going into last night's game. And then uh, last night he did get a base hit, but he was one for four with a sacrifice. So he's what, somewhere around three for 22, I think. As bad as he's been offensively, and then as Jeff Weir production mentioned, bad throw in game five. I told you about a bad throw in game seven or game six. Where does his mind go when he knows he's got the talent? I honestly believe we win either way tonight. Now let's win by scoring more runs, but you see my point. All right, Tori, uh, how's the uh, how's the celebration? How are the guys handling? What, what's the mood in the clubhouse right now to end game six? Yeah, I think we enjoyed it. I think there were a lot of F yas um, as, as we were shaking hands, and I think everybody was excited. And um, I like that. We, we deserve this moment. We, we're we're going to play game seven. And for me, game seven, it's like all hands on deck. Anything is possible. Game sevens are game sevens for a reason. So we earned the right to play in that game. And um, I, I'm proud of the guys for that. So I want them to enjoy it. They're excited. But at some point tonight, we're going to probably turn the page and set our sights on their starting pitcher, set our sights on what our job is, and uh, make sure we get a good night's rest. So I'm really proud of the boys, but I want them, I want them to celebrate. They're, they're in a very good mood in that clubhouse right now. Set their sights on tomorrow night's starting pitcher. That's tonight's starting pitcher and Ranger Suarez, similar to Brandon Fought, other than age. Regular season, 4-6 and six after injury. 4-18 ERA, bad. 1.42 whip, terrible. Postseason, 1-0. and And his ERA and his whip is an 0-64. Holy crap, has Ranger Suarez been fantastic. Let's go. Let's go. Go D-backs. A 5-0-7. First pitch tomorrow's show, all D backs and sons. I mean, that's it. And when I say all D, it's like an hour and a half of D backs and a couple of minutes of sons. I never thought sons trying to win a world championship on the road at Golden State, game one of the season, would be like, yeah, we're going to talk about them a little bit. But hey, D backs. I pointed at the S. D backs. There we go. Read from right to left uh, when you're looking at the wrong monitor. All right, coming up next. You had all week to post something on Twitter, Instagram, send me an email, or to uh, uh, just rip me on the street. I write it down. I take names. It's Town Hall Tuesday. It's next on Doug Frauds Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Yeah, cleaning the bus after the game. That's the difference. Cleaning the bus. Defense's bus is clean. Offense's bus is dirty. It's hot. We've had a pretty hot summer here in Arizona. Who can you trust with your air conditioning? There's only one place my family has ever trusted in Arizona, and that's Parker and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical. Call 602 to repair. That's 602, the number two, then R E P A I R for Parker and Sons. And the reason why I suggest them to you I, as passionately as I possibly can 
is I know they've showed up on time to my home every time and they've gotten it right the first time every time and they've treated me fairly every time. What else can you say? Plus, they don't charge anything for nights, weekends, emergencies. That means something because when your air conditioner goes out in the summer in Arizona, that's an emergency. You need repairs fast and you can trust Parker and Sons. How do I know? Because my family does. 6022 repair. That's 602, the number two, then R E P A I R for Parker and Sons. Rosati Sports Pub in Chandler. It's on Ray and McQueen. Sounds like a sports bar. What's the difference? You walk in and they actually have games on TV with the sound on. How many times do you walk into a supposed sports bar and they've got loud music on or somebody playing live or some kind of trivia game going on and you're there to watch the game? If you're like me, a simple guy, give me my pizza, give me my wings, give me my cold beer and make sure I can hear the Suns and D-backs, then you want Rosati Sports Pub and Chandler. All members of the Unplugged Army, welcome. Rosati Sports Pub, give me the game. Um, he uh, he's awake just to let you know Jeff Weir production Uh, um, so let me see about you coming on there we go Uh, I want to have uh, Jeff Schneider on co-host with Hanging with Coop today's a Tuesday so we're all jacked up I I started thinking about things in that uh, if you're listening to the podcast right now Apple Google Amazon Spotify by the way my, my download numbers are just like dropping out of nowhere Please, uh, if you could, even if you're going for extra credit, download it on multiple schemes. Please keep retweeting when I talk about the podcast, things like that. We're doing well on WTSMTV.com. I can't thank you enough. That's that's a major priority, too, but I, I think you can multitask. I believe in you. So please keep the downloads going uh, as well. But Izzy, Isaiah uh, is the host of our 10 to Noon show, Izzy on Sports, and he is with family right now, and I just want to say out of nowhere – Man, we miss him. I mean, hey, deal, family over everything, Izzy. I'm glad you're gone spending time with family, but just being around the office, such a good man, and it just stinks whenever you're down a person that you really enjoy working with. So thoughts uh, out there with Izzy. And then when I saw him, I started thinking about, hey, today's Tuesday and how great we have things on a Tuesday in which at noon we've got our new show that started a couple of weeks ago, Hanging with Coop, the Bruce Cooper, 12 News one of the most respected sports personalities in the history of the city, and he's on WTSMTV.com every Tuesday at noon. That's fantastic. And then I don't know if you've seen the new set of the Organic Football Podcast. That show was a good show. I'll rip them. It was, it was okay when they were sitting at, that, at, the, uh, at the Steve McCollum desk. Once they move to do a tailgate type of organic football, that's a great show if you haven't seen it yet. It's a really fun show. Those guys are doing a wonderful job. If you haven't watched it, please watch it today at 1 o'clock, the Organic Football Podcast here on WTSMTV.com. All right. You, you know what? Uh, oh, no. I want to I tell you about Whirlwind. Did I, I forgot. Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. Do not forget Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. Let's have a get-together pretty soon. We haven't had one in a little while. I'd like to have a sanctioned event. And, and if we do it, you might want to become a Whirlwind Plus member. So go to Unplugged at Whirlwind.com, and you can check out the brochure on what you get. And if you look right under where it says benefits right there on that flyer, it's crazy 
how much stuff you get. And I think when you see the prices, you'll realize quickly, wait, if you're any kind of a golfer, like if you enjoy golfing a gorgeous course, this is an upper echelon course, and yet the savings you get as a Whirlwind Plus member, I don't mean to be a jerk. I don't even know if Sweet Lou wants me to say this. It basically turns it into a muni. It really, the cost savings is that fantastic that you get to play one of the greatest courses the city has, and it's basically at a muni price because of how fantastic being a Whirlwind Plus member is. I think it's worth it if you haven't jumped on it already as a member of the Unplugged Army. At least investigate. At least look at it. And if you're somebody that's not a golfer at all, but you have golfers in the family, it's worth it to spend the $34 in November, December, whatever, just for Christmas shopping. Spend the $34 and then go, you get 15% off in the pro shop. And you can easily save a ton of money, easily, to make up for what you just spent in becoming a Whirlwind Plus member. Um, oh, you know what? That's it. That's all the things I, I just wanted to quickly go over. It's a Tuesday. Hear ye. Hear ye. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. It's time to call a town hall meeting. So here's what happens. You email me, Doug at DougFranzUnplugged.com. You tweet me at UnpluggedDoug. You post something on Instagram at DougFranzUnplugged. I take it, throw it in a document, sometimes edit it a little bit, send it off to Jeff Weir Production. Jeff reads what he thinks is entertaining, and here we go. All right. The first one is from General Tom. Okay. And it says, Doug, this is by far the best show you have done. I have cried multiple times. Oh. Thank you for being our friend. We love you. And I think he's referring to the uh, when you were out of town in Buffalo. Oh, yes, During yes. the Buffalo trip. General Tom, that's cool of you to open up that way. That was a, that was a hard trip, and uh, and yet it was... Uh, it, uh, it meant a ton. I'm so glad I did it, and I'm. it was stressful for the family. It was stressful for my WTSMTV.com family, but we got through it. And, of course, why do you do it? Because of trying to alleviate any of the stress that was on the Wolfley family. Uh, f- remember, Yogi Berra, you know, if you don't go to other people's funerals, they won't come to yours. Never forget that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny every time. Uh, next one, Jeff. All right, the next one is from General David. It says, Doug, after listening on Thursday, I wanted to write something to you, but I couldn't figure out what to say. I guess I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for the last 10 years full of memories. Thank you for getting up every day to do a show, even in the past couple of years when it's been unplugged. And thank you for betting on yourself to make this podcast, to lead the Unplugged Army even when you were still figuring out what you had wanted to do with it in the early days before it was podcast, I was there. I'm so proud of you for taking it as far as you have. I am so thankful that you wake up every day to make a podcast that can be free for cheap <laughs> for cheapskates <laughs> like me who still listen to it for free instead of watching it. You help make every day better, and I appreciate you. Mm. If you ever end up in Michigan, for whatever reason, let me know. I'll buy you a beer. General David. Wow, thank you, General David. Uh, I would say, how about this? I'll make you a deal, General David, number one. You can buy me a beer every month by joining us on WTSF. So you can still be a cheapskate, but buy me a beer a month and just call the beer money. It's about the same price as buying. It's actually cheaper than buying me a beer is to join us at WTSM TV. So you didn't expect me to turn it on you, did you? (laughs) 
So I got you there. But second, man, that was cool. General David, and thanks for being there from the beginning. I, that's a true member of the Unplugged Army. Hey, we, we take all covers, so I'm glad for the new people as well. But, uh, boy, those were some rough shows in the beginning, and, uh, and I appreciate you helping me get better. Okay, what's next? Okay, before I call this one out, it says, this is not for Town Hall Tuesday. Okay. Should I still oh, read it for Town Hall Tuesday? Absolutely, I don't care. <laughs> it says, Doug, this is not for Town Hall Tuesday. Yeah. I've said it twice now. Okay. Took my nephews to the game last night. One of them just hugged me after the final out. Memories for a lifetime. I cried after the final out. Oh, um, I noticed you, you care, so you didn't say who it was from. So, therefore, that way you, you, don't, you don't get blamed. Um, I realize you said it wasn't for Town Hall Tuesday, but listen, if I'm going to open up like I did in a Cleveland hotel at 3 in the morning, then you're going to open up when you send me something. I don't care whether it says not for Town Hall Tuesday. But that was my point and why I said what I said about building these memories and why I mentioned try to get to a game at the end of the year. And then it's even cooler that you took a nephew to a postseason game they will they'll never forget that they will never forget how much fun they had in that moment and yeah it's hard it's hard and who knows what you're about to sacrifice in the next few months but i i i am one that believes it's worth it but it's none of my business to spend your money i want to make sure i'm i'm saying that up front what's next all right the next one i've got is from at daylight films one okay the baseball purists need to quit whining. <laughs> if you're the better team, win three out of five, period. Doyers, Royals, and Braves. I'm not sure what Doyers is. Orioles and Braves should have played better. They got punched in the face, and now they're on vacation. Love it. Um, so just so you know, it's a phrase out here. I don't, I don't think this is going to sound hilarious. I don't think it's racist. It's kind of rude. What they're saying is, um, if you are a Hispanic or Latino Dodgers fan, since in the Spanish language the "ja" isn't pronounced, it's "Hey, go do yours, go do yours," and then that's how they say Dodgers. So that guy's kind of ripping all of the Latinos that invade Chase Field to cheer for the Dodgers when they uh, when they come in. Um, it, it, and I, listen, I'm being totally serious. If somebody says, Doug, that was rude to, to allow that to be read, educate me. You know what's in my heart that I'm, I'm not a racist person, but that doesn't mean I can't be educated on how to be better by including that in there. I just think it's, it's a guy trying to say there's not a lot of uh, uh, English-speaking Dodger fans that come to Chase Field. So I get your point. His major point is – Quit whining about the number one seed and the number two seed in the playoffs getting knocked off by wild cards. I still think it's wrong the way they have the baseball format. I think it's terribly wrong. I don't whine about it because everybody knew about how it, how it was going to go coming into it. And this has gone on for two years now where teams are getting upset and they haven't figured out what to do. Well, that's your bad that you haven't figured out what to do. So I'm not apologizing for it. But I do think the system is dumb and baseball should fix it. And I've already talked about how I would do it with more single elimination, more travel for the wild card teams, and really make it mean something when you win a division. Okay, what's next? All right, the next one I've got is from Dustin in Pebble Creek. Okay. Loved your show today, especially the segment with Steve. Oh, thanks. I was wondering about how you are planning on dealing with the price of beer at the game. Mm. Beer prices at Chase are hard to swallow. 
maybe you could start a GoFundMe for Doug's beer. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Today is a our 49th anniversary. You know how I'm celebrating it. You'll love this. I'm going to the game with my buddy. It's a ni- it's nice to know somebody that loves the Diamondbacks as much as I do. Good luck with the growth of the TV station. I'm happy to support the team. No discount code needed. You should have a live chat. Ooh. Hey. Okay, there's a lot of things there, Dustin. Uh, number one, the beer prices for yellow beer at Chase Field are some of the cheapest in all of Major League Baseball. Chase Field is the most inexpensive baseball experience of Major League Baseball, if you didn't know. So uh, you'll never get me to complain about prices. Now, it's listen, it's up to me. Like I just won't drink the yellow beer, so I don't pay for it. So therefore, if I'm going to get beer, I admit, I get the kilt lifter that's there. They don't have a Mountain Amber Ale from 100 Mile Brew. So I get the kilt lifter when I'm there. It is a little obnoxiously expensive. I think it's $11 for the can. So that's, that's obnoxious. Uh, but I get it. I know what I'm getting into when I get there. So uh, I, I'll take the GoFundMe. They'll go right ahead. Uh, as far as your 49th wedding anniversary, I guess congratulations. But since you didn't celebrate it, really, then I guess you don't need the congratulations. Um, as far as the discount code in live chat, if you're wondering, I've told everybody, email me, Doug at DougFranzUnplugged.com, and I'll give you a special code that as we've changed our pricing structure, you will no longer be allowed to watch Doug Franz Unplugged on demand, meaning the recorded version. But since I promised you when I came here to WTSMTV.com the first time that you can pay to watch me live or you can watch it for free, I feel like I owe you a free version. So to, to make it up to you for one year, we've created a code that the price change doesn't affect you. So you'll get on-demand programming for free if you email me. And, uh, and, and Dustin, as far as I should have a live chat, I'm not being a jerk by saying this. I should do a lot of things, okay? <laughs> I should get more of my sales proposals done. I should have, uh, get the 10 college football games off my DVR so I'm more prepared for, college, for the NFL draft. I should spend more time with my kids and my wife. I should drink less beer and I should get on the exercise bike and I should don a cape, fly around the earth and save us from the forces of evil. I just do what I can do. All right, what's next? <laughs> this next one is about Brandon Fott's last outing. Okay. It's from Jamie. Right. That kid pitched his butt off. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And you know what? I have picked against that kid every time. Brewers are going to crush Fought up. Oh, nice outing. Uh, Dodgers are going to uh, – Dodgers in uh, – it'll be the D-backs in four because Brandon Fought's not winning game three. Sweep. Okay. Now we're done. Kelly and Gallon got ripped. We're going to get crushed in game three. And then here he comes again. Like, at what point is somebody named Doug going to actually support this young man? Tonight, I do, <laughs> finally. And, of course, tonight's tonight he's going to get lit up for seven runs in the second inning because I finally supported him. What's next? All right, this one has to do with the price change. Okay. I have been a WTSM member since you came on oh, and wow. was hoping to get a code that, that you mentioned on the podcast today. Thank you, for bring, uh, thank you for the great content. As always, that's from Christopher. Uh, thanks for the email, Christopher. Uh, since you emailed and you followed the rules, I'll just tell you, it's unplugged upgrade, <laughs> if you want to know. There's the code. Uh, uh, it's all under, uh, 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 it's all small letters. What's next? All right, let me scroll down here. There we go. Okay, the ASU roster shows 21 offensive linemen. 
Yeah. Are they making these guys do Oklahoma drills and practice every day? <laughs> also, they have nine defensive linemen listed at 275 pounds or higher. Can't some of those guys just get in the way of a defender? <laughs> Finally, when when is travel agent Doug going to start looking at NHL back-to-back for versus Vegas? Boy, that's detailed. Great to meet a lot of the uh, WTSM folks last week, General Mike. Okay, boy, there's a lot there, General Mike. Number one, Jeff Weir Production, do me a favor. Get CKD2 ready. Uh, I know that that's a curveball for Town Hall Tuesday, but that answers his question on one of them, so CKD2. So what General Mike's referring to is the discussion I got into with Steve McCollum yesterday and some of the comments I've made about the offensive line deficiencies and then not even kicking field goals because you don't have enough just large human beings to be able to block. And uh, no, my point is when you say, are these guys doing Oklahoma drills and practice every day? Why are they getting hurt? Because crap happens in the game of football. I mean, we're not talking about a lot of guys that have – pulled a pinky or something like that we're talking about injuries that are I believe that you callous the body by playing more and more football they're so worried about getting guys hurt in practice that they can't hit in practice so then somebody gets hurt in the game you bring up the second string guy the second string guy now he gets hurt now you bring up the third string guy their bodies just aren't ready for it that's life and so to me that's the issue now the second part of it, the paragraph where you say, can't they just grab some defensive linemen? General Mike, guess what the answer to that question is. Kenny Dillingham yesterday in the press conference was actually asked about, uh, did anybody take you up on your offer that if you're 300, 330 pounds to contact the football team so you can come in? He kind of joked about it and then actually admitted, you're right, General Mike. There was one guy somebody showed me on Twitter. It was, it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't know. He was in a jersey. He was like pass setting. Um, field goal, you don't have to move. You just got to stand there. Unless somebody run you over. But uh, but not really. I mean, but I did challenge. I mean, in the in the meeting today, I challenged the, the defense that, you know, most defensive players don't play field goal, maybe unless it's a wing that we're going to have to use some some guys on the D-line. And the reason for that is pure size. Most defensive linemen and four down schemes aren't 315 pounds, you know, they're 270, 240. So, you know, the physics of field goal doesn't fit to those. But the guys that are big like that, like the CJ fights of the world, uh, I told Trey Brown he may have to play wing because we may have to move some of our wing size down. It is what it is. And I did a bad job getting us ready uh, for, you know, uh, a situation like that. I should have practiced that rookie mistake by me. Uh, I feel like it was a critical part of the game that we couldn't kick a field goal just because we didn't have enough depth there. We should have practiced our entire D-line on field goal before based off of our situation, which I've never had to do, never been a part of that. So now that I've faced it and seen it, I can learn from it and I can be better. Reason 87.8 why this guy is the right guy for the job. He, he says, I've never dealt with a situation in my coaching career. Never in a million years did I think we could be down to about the seventh string field goal guy. But I knew we were down to fifth string, so I should have started using defensive linemen in practice for a week. General Mikey nailed it, and I thought that that was awesome that he, uh, that he admitted that. Uh, all right, what's our uh, last one for Town Hall Tuesday? The last one is from AZ Brew Crew. I was happy to taste a new brew I hadn't tried before at 
100 Mile Brew yes, uh, during yesterday's Arizona Craft Beer Festival. Oh, that's awesome. I told them I was a member of the Unplugged Army, and they had no idea what that was. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, oh, AZ Brew Crew, first of all, that's fantastic. I hope it was the A-Mountain Amber Ale. They have this one beer. I admit, I don't love it. Okay, I shouldn't say that because like, I want to help them, but I, I admit, I don't love it. But it's some kind of Mexican... Um, it, it's almost like a margarita beer where you actually taste the lime and the salt that's infused into the beer. It's not like a salt rim on a margarita. There's salt in the beer. Very strange. But when it was hot, oh my gosh, people that were drinking it, this is awesome. This is awesome. And I'm like, it's yellow. It's awesome. That's what the other people were saying. So I don't know what you tried. But yes, if you talk to Sue and Todd, the owners, they know what the Unplugged Army is. None of the workers do. I said the same thing. I was there, uh, I think it was Friday night. We went to 100 Mile Brew. And while I was there, you know, I do it too. Like, I want the attention too because I know it's good for the, the, the show. That I said, hey, please tell the owners that I'm a member of the Unplugged Army. And the, the guy says, what is that? He said, just tell the owners I'm in the Unplugged Army. And he goes, okay. And I never saw him to go talk to the owners. <laughs> so I don't think he did it. Uh, that's Town Hall Tuesday. Join us every Tuesday. Write me, Doug, at DougFranzUnplugged.com. Post something on Instagram, at DougFranzUnplugged. Or you can tweet me. You can X me at, uh, at UnpluggedDoug. All right, coming up next. He doesn't know it, but Jeff Schneider's going to join us to, hang, to tell us about what's coming up with Hanging with Coop. And what's even funnier is Jeff Weir Production doesn't know it. It's coming up on Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Full disclosure, I just had a meeting with Jeff Weir Production. He said, that, that can't be done. And I said, let's try it anyway. So whatever happens in the next seven minutes, 100% blame me. However, I'll blame Jeff. <laughs> To see if he can pull it off. Uh, Hanging with Coops coming up today at uh, at noon. And Jeff Schneider, the longtime producer of everything Bruce Cooper was involved in, is going to join us. He's the co-host of the show. And I like to have him on because I really want you to know how great this show is and is going to be with, uh, with Jeff and Coop. And therefore, because of that, I want to give them time on Doug Franz Unplugged every Tuesday to not only promote them, but also to just kind of find out what's coming up on the show because I enjoy the uh, the show as well. So hopefully you can be uh, a part of it. In the meantime, while Jeff Weir Production is trying to get Jeff Schneider on, let's talk Suns. Uh, game one tonight, 7 o'clock on the road at Golden State. How about this for a start to the season? At Golden State, at Lakers, Tuesday, Thursday. Total, here we go. With, uh, with the Suns, and tonight they see Chris Paul again. Bradley Beal and uh, Devin Booker have some issues. Booker, a sore big toe, and Bradley Beal, uh, some back stiffness. They're both listed as questionable and game-time decisions. Bradley Beal, uh, give us a little bit of a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. How's your back? Remember, this is yesterday morning, so how's your back? How's the stiffness, and do you expect to play? Better. Uh little tweak last week but uh definitely trending right and feeling better was able to practice uh last few days so it's been good hope so that's definitely my goal so i definitely want to be out there with the guys but definitely play smart see how i feel tomorrow 
Obviously, when your back is stiff, plane flights aren't the greatest idea in the world. However, the planes that these guys fly on are unbelievable, especially with a Matt Ishbia as the owner. I don't know if he's bought the team a new plane or anything, but the seats are all designed basically as all first-class seats because you've got – I mean – Short guys in the NBA are 6'2", so of course you have to make sure you have plenty of room for everybody, so he should be able to stretch out and not deal with any back issues on the plane. Uh, Bradley, can you kind of put this into words? I mean, this is all, here's the official new beginning for your career after being drafted by the Wizards, having some amazing highs and amazing lows with the Wizards. Now you're on a team that expects championship or bust. That's it. It's really championship or f- total failure. Are you fired up? Are you ready? It's, it's oh, yeah. crazy. It's kind of like I didn't. I barely slept last night. Like I was excited just to get on the plane today and get going and be in practice. But, you know, it's, it's here. You know, I'm definitely super excited. My family is too. But it's just an awesome opportunity to just, you know, just seize the moment and just embrace it all and, and uh, just get ready for an awesome year. I like hearing an NBA player say he could hardly sleep. Now, I have, seriously, you know, full disclosure right now. Jeff Weir Production is literally doing four different things at the same time. But I do have to ask, where did breakdown come from right there? <laughs> did you know you hit that? Oh, you might be talking. Are you busy? Oh, okay, okay. That was too funny. If you aren't watching here on Doug Franz Unplugged, if you're not on WTSMTV.com right now, all of a sudden... This this football came flying at me on the screen, and it, and the the football sound effect, and I was highly entertained by that, that uh, and taken off guard. So the thing about tonight, we all know, you know, winning the game doesn't necessarily matter. Winning always matters, but at the same time, it's game one. We just want to stay healthy, and especially with Booker and Beal maybe not being totally healthy, but. What I'm so excited about is to see the ball movement that has been borderline legendary already in the preseason with arguably the second greatest ball movement team in the history of basketball. You know, maybe you could argue the Celtics under Bob Cousy, the Celtics under Larry Bird, but these these Warriors pass the ball like nobody has ever seen, and then the Suns match that in the preseason. So I'm excited – uh, about that. So there's a quick Suns talk for tonight. I realize we did an hour of D-backs, 20 minutes of Town Hall Tuesday, and I only gave you about five minutes of Suns. If you would have asked me about three months ago what today's show is going to be like, I would have told you, yeah, 10, 15 minutes of Cardinals, hour and a half of Suns, like a preview edition. Here we go. And instead, Game 7. Well, also, that's going to be a topic coming up with Hanging with Coop. It's our new show, started a couple weeks ago. It's at noon every Tuesday in which the legendary, the, the number one sports personality in the Valley, Bruce Cooper, is a co-host along with his longtime producer actually getting airtime, Jeff Schneider, and Jeff joins us right now. Uh, a, a beautiful, oh, look at that nice little uh, thing that your wife put up, a little piece of culture there on the house. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very nice, USA, USA on the t-shirt. Jeff, how are you this morning? Well, it's my Diamondbacks USA. There you so. go. Uh, so that's and you gave me grief the last time about my background. So I figured I'd bring, bring it outdoors, see if it looked any better, see if it met your aesthetic approval. <laughs> what I well now what I have to tease you for is are we already in sweatshirt weather? 
It was 90 <laughs> degrees two days ago. What? What? Do you, what's with the sweatshirt? It's a, it's a little chilly out oh, here. Okay. It's my it's but it's my Syracuse sweatshirt. So, oh, uh, you know, okay. Let's okay. go orange. You okay, know, we're, okay. We're, we're good. We're good to go here. That's nice. Hey, Doug, Doug, I, I heard what you just said. Who would have thought that we would be game away from going to the World Series? No one. It is just unbelievable to think about what that bullpen looked like in July and August and where we are right now with this team. It's great. It's a great ride. We're all enjoying it. I can't imagine in your experiences how often you've heard the phrase, we've been disrespected. Nobody thought we were going to get here. Let me explain something to everyone. I don't care if the bottom of your check has the name Ken Kendrick written on it. None of them thought they were going to be here either. So could it, the Diamondbacks can stop with that. No one thought we were going to be here because none of them thought we were. They broke spring training with Zach Davies and Madison Bumgarner, Nick Ahmed, and Carson Kelly. That was the heart of the team. No one thought they were going to be here in March. And as Howard Cosell used to say, that's why they play the game. <laughs> you go out there, you play, and you never know what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of baseball is that you never know what's going to happen. And look at the a team like the Phillies. You know that the Phillies started in 1883. They've played over 20,000 games in their history they have never played a game seven ever in their history. This is wow. going to be the first one. The Diamondbacks, they played a game seven in 2001. And mm. what happened in that game? Luis Gonzalez <laughs> happened in that game. So, you know, baseball is one of those sports where you can watch a million games. And Doug, you and I have both watched a ton of baseball games. You will find and see something that you've never seen before oh it's magic I, I and that's always why i will love the game and it is partially because it's history so number one since you brought up philly's trivia let's let's get to it mike schmidt went to ohio university if you didn't know so you got to know that for your philly's trivia go bobcats and secondly a very little known fact that nobody knows is that the legendary Richie Ashburn of the Phillies is the first ever guy to get a base a base hit in Mets history. Like nobody knows yes. that. That oh, I knew that. Oh, did I knew you? That. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I then, was about to say he was a member of the '62 Mets. <laughs> yes, and uh, Jeff Weir production. You got to hear this story. This is great. So Richie Ashburn is at the plate and he hits a foul ball in Philadelphia. And it hits some woman in the head. Oh, man, that's terrible. That's terrible. So they bring a stretcher down, and they allow the game to get going again. So they're taking the lady off in a stretcher. They go all the way up the steps. She's on the concourse. And then Richie Ashburn hits another foul ball and hits her on the stretcher. Now, come on. <laughs> it's the greatest baseball story there is to hit the same person twice in two different locations with a foul ball. That's not a good day for her. No, no, it is not. What's uh, what's coming up with hanging with Coop? What all are you guys doing today? Well, I think we might talk a little Diamondbacks uh, yes. today. Um, you know, we're 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 kind of in the scrounging area for a guest right now. So, uh, but we will have one uh, come our time at noon. Uh, so we will we will talk about it. You know, it's interesting. Brandon Fott, who was pitching today, yeah. he's not a stranger to Game Seven. He actually pitched. Game seven of the Pacific Coast League Championship Series last year at this time, and he won the game. 
So I forgot that. That's a good old. That is, you know, that's a great point. And it is what a great story for all of us in life when you look at the hurdles of Merrill Kelly and Brandon fought having a boss say, You're not good enough. Go work on something. And now you're pitching game seven, which is, you know, what? The second biggest game in the history of the Diamondbacks organization, let's say. We'll, we'll talk. We're going to talk a little Suns. We can't ignore the fact of course. that tonight is, uh, is opening day a season. Um, we'll look back at the Cardinals, uh, um, you know, as, as as tough as that may be to uh, <laughs> to have to uh, stomach for uh, for the fan base here in the Valley. Um, I'm going to ask Coop who he thinks is the Heisman Trophy candidate and why. And I'm going to talk about why I think the Heisman Trophy is the most, most overrated award in all of sports. And he will also go out on Coop's Island, and I don't know what to expect when he goes out on Coop's Island, because he could talk about anything he wants, and he's on, and he's in his own world at that point. Well, you know how I feel about you guys. Thanks for choosing WTSM. We're lucky to have you. Have a good show. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. All right, Doug. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. There is Jeff Schneider, co-host, hanging with Coop. We got Bruce Cooper. It's so awesome. We have Bruce Cooper, number one sports personality of the Valley. And he says, yeah, every Tuesday, uh, I'll be on with Doug, uh, Doug Franz there. I almost said Doug and Wolf. I love Coop. I mean, if you don't like Bruce Cooper, you're the problem. That's just, that's, that's just say there are certain people in life that if you don't like them, that's a testament to what you need to become and not something wrong with that guy. Because he's uh, he's pretty uh, uh, unbelievable. I'm a big fan of of Coop. Let's see. Where do I? You know, for just a second, let me cram in a couple uh, Cardinals, if you don't mind, uh, Jeff Weir production. Let's do uh, Art. You know what? No, I want to throw you a complete curveball. Complete curveball. Will you give me Jed two? Jed two. Okay. I I never thought in a million years I'd talk U of A, but I want to cram this in because this is just. I can talk Jed tomorrow, so I'll do all of Jed, uh, or not Jed, uh, JG tomorrow. So all Cardinals I'm going to do tomorrow. But I get it a little bit, but it's it's really bothering me. I can't wait to see what's going to happen when uh, Jaden Delora is healthy. But this was a weird exchange in which uh, Coach Jed Fish was asked about the health of his team. And then the follow-up is just where are we at with the quarterbacks? And listen to the cheese ball answer to the follow-up from Jed Fish. I think we're, we're pretty close to um, everybody being able to play. I think um, we'll see where Polito lies here uh, over the next couple of days, where he is health-wise. Um, but other than that, my goal is to be able to have everyone um, dressed and ready to play come Saturday night. Uh, where are you at with, with quarterbacks right now? Uh, we have two really good ones, Justin. We have two really good ones is where I'm at. Um, so we'll see what that looks like uh, come Saturday at 730. But um, right now I know that uh, I feel really good. I looked at where our guys fit in uh, in the Pac-12. And uh, I think they've thrown 17 touchdowns among the two of them. Uh, we have seven interceptions. We're 73% completion. Um, we are uh, another additional, I think, four touchdowns by Jaden on the ground. And um, so I think we combined for 21 touchdowns, I believe it is. 
and um, we're over. Uh, I think we'd be fourth um, in the conference um, if they were one. But uh, so we'll just uh, wait and see what that looks like. See how um, progresses this week. See um, how healthy everybody is, and then go from there. Before I tell you what I think, keep in mind I never get Jed Fish right. Okay. <laughs> If you were starting Jaden Delora, wouldn't you say the famous phrase, uh, he's not going to lose his job due to injury, he's the starting quarterback. So if Delora is still hurt, this doesn't matter. So, But when you say we got two quarterbacks and we'll see what happens Saturday night, I'm going to assume that means Jaden Delora is still injured. I'm going to assume that, but... I have no doubt in my mind who should be the starting quarterback. And I realize my opinion is pretty irrelevant because let's talk about how many practices I've been to. Okay. So I get that my opinion is a little less relevant than Jed Fish's. But when I'm looking at the game, there's no doubt you're a better football team with Fafita as quarterback. Big question is whether or not Jed Fish has the guts to go with it. But I think Delora is still hurt. It's just interesting the way he's still playing coy because I don't. I think you want to control the narrative if you've made the decision, and I don't think you want to. You want to leave it floating if there's still an injury question. So I just thought that was interesting to kind of listen to. Okay, coming up next, we'll be joined by uh, uh, Steve McCollum for the main event. Yeah, go ahead and hit break for it because I want to. I want to get more water. <laughs> but we've got that, and uh, and I've got to grovel after thinking I crushed a pick yesterday and got my butt whooped in versus Vegas. That's coming up next. This is Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass on WTSMTV.com. Burrito Express started with my father about... 25 years ago, he got laid off and decided that he needed to do something to provide for his family. My brother and I were older teens, 17, 18 year old, and I'm gonna do a trial out of my house. So literally we decided we're gonna start out of his house. So we delivered uh, menus in a square mile area, literally started delivering burritos out of our home in Mesa, Arizona. And after about a month, he said, let's do this. Went and found his first location. And believe it or not, that's how it started. We started with one location back in 1995. Now we're where we are now it's big it's juicy it's meaty get your burrito at burrito express if you're having a hangover a bad day even a good day still get your burrito at burrito express it will make you feel better today noon hanging with coop bruce cooper and jeff schneider and then at 1 o'clock, the Organic Football Podcast, the Organic Football Show, comes your way. So Tuesdays are always loaded. And coming up next is Steve McCollum in the main event. And yesterday, I just totally screwed up. I said, the main event is here with Steve McCollum and Dale Hellestray. And never bothered to ask, hey, is Dale in today? That's good. I didn't, I didn't tell you either. So I guess, you yeah, know. Well, I just, I, you know, I, kind of my job to ask, I think. So I ask now, yes. how's Dale? Is Dale ready to go? Yeah, he's back from uh, good old Columbus, Ohio. You know, you know this. You know, you're from that neck of the woods. You know, everybody wants to get out of Ohio so badly that uh, sometimes the flights just don't leave on time. And you get pushed <laughs> back and pushed back because it's like a refu refugee situation. <laughs> 
where everybody's just trying to get out and everybody's trying to get on a plane and it's hard to get back, you know? I uh, I hope he had Skyline because uh, if I'm if I'm no, Sky- oh, you know, did you have Skyline chili? He did not. Oh, no. he, he, he said he likes good chili. Bad move. Bad move. <laughs> just uh, the truth is, see, the, Cleveland would never have it. So I, when I was in Cleveland, I couldn't have it because it's yeah. a Cincinnati thing. Yeah. But it stretches up to Columbus, but it doesn't go. Cleveland would reject it openly, so I couldn't get any when I was in Ohio. Still heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, still heartbreaking. Yeah, but to you me. drink that polluted lake water in Cleveland. So there you go. That's well, a I guess I did. I did have some water at uh, at one restaurant. What's up with my hat? So, oh, is there when this is kind of a funny joke because for me. <laughs> I was going crazy in mid-June saying, would somebody wake up and please jump on this Diamondbacks bandwagon? So yeah. for me, it was mid-June before I fell off the horse. When when were you the highest of a believer in the Diamondbacks? 2001. Oh, okay. <laughs> I and then I jumped off it after that. <laughs> That's you and every answer. other person. In <laughs> That's Phoenix. a very good answer. Very good. No, answer. I heard your talk earlier, and I was thinking about it driving in. And you know, you say, uh, I forget how you phrased it, but you basically, you know, said, you know, get on this wagon. You know, why? Or what was it? Uh, you said, uh, you know, what we always say. Oh, oh get rid. They're going to blow it. Get yeah, rid yeah. of the phrase. They're going to blow yeah, it. Yeah. Well, they're going to blow it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Be- um, no, I mean, you're, we you're programmed here. after years, especially when you get to you know uh, my age. You know, where you grow up in this town, and it's just. Big games, like Coyotes, right? Oh, my God, game seven, Red Wings, NHL, whatever. One more game and they can make the the, the Stanley Cup final. Uh, get blown out eight to nothing. You know, uh, how many Cardinals games have I been to? All us. You can throw the Super Bowl in there, but even that Eagles game going into that, you're like, ah, crap. Here, What bad thing's going to happen? Uh, you're just programmed for Did you see? I actually you know? knew the Cardinals would win that game against the Eagles, but was well, you, for, it was for – you thought so, yeah. But no, in the back I, of your mind, well, I mean, you know how it is. Like, uh, I, like I knew that that Russia was going to beat the Americans in 1982, <laughs> but I knew the Cardinals were going to win. But it had nothing to do with the Cardinals. It was the arrogance of the Eagles. Because remember, that yes. was a year where the NFC East was unbelievable. Yes, and they went to New York, where they had, where they had lost to the Giants twice that year, yeah, badly too. And the, yeah, and they beat New York, and they had this arrogance, like we're done now. Well, I mean, it's well, just the Cardinals. Cardinals. They had the arrogance because how bad the Cardinals were in that yeah, regular. Yeah, I Wait, get it. Remember they beat them on Thanksgiving. It was snowing yes, in Philadelphia, and they yes. beat them like seven hundred to three yes. or something like that. And you could so. just feel their arrogance, and it was like, yeah. you know what? This is a different Cardinals team now, and and yeah. I so I felt good now. Well, no, I thought I, the Steelers would kill them. No, I, so I was yeah, still right, wrong well. coming to the end. <laughs> there you go. But no, but you know, just there's as sport fans, no matter who you are, unless you're a, a, a new Patriots fan in the last what 15 years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're probably the only ones. But other than that, you know, every team out there, if you follow the fan bases, they, everybody has that. Oh, here we go again. Like even yeah. the Rangers fans. Oh my God, when that. Final thing ended last night. All my Rangers friends and people on social media all of a sudden were like, oh, I knew they could. No, you didn't. We've been following your tweets all, all pro season and all regular. None of you thought they would be here. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. And I'm sure we're going to do the same thing tonight as the Diamondbacks. Like, yeah. Last night when they won, I actually Especially with out. the way the Rangers ended the season, yeah. too. I actually tweeted out last night. I was like, just exactly like we all thought, you know, for the Diamondbacks winning that game. Because, uh, uh, look, in the back of everybody's mind, you thought it was over yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the but the yeah, hilarity for me is, I, don't, I just looked this up yesterday. I would never have remembered this. First series of the year 
in yeah. March. Isn't this crazy? Phillies get swept by the Rangers. Yeah. They end up tied in the regular season, and it's a March baseball series that determines where the World Series is, is if the Phillies win today. Here, that's in, that's just the, like uh, God. You had a love baseball in there, messed yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> and they're messed up. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, on top of that, think about this for a minute, right? Um, uh, the D backs here. The D backs are like the Suns were when they went to the finals against Milwaukee a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was so unexpected, you were on this ultimate high. Okay, yeah. So we're on that ultimate high because this is so unexpected. Anybody that says they planned for this is, is just flat yeah, out no lying way. to you. No just way. flat out lying to you. I mean, I'm even going to call it the players. If the players and ownership said they expected it, they're flat out lying to you. I totally agree. Because how many times yeah. have you heard nobody thought we were going to yeah, be here? Yeah. You guys didn't think yeah. you were well, going to be here. The reason why you know that is because they don't have a number four starter. And they had to go bullpen game. That's how you know they didn't yeah. think they'd be here. Yeah. But so, um, you know, that we're all just on this ultimate high. No matter what happens tonight, we're on this ultimate high. And then it'll be like the Suns the next year, right? Where uh, no matter what happens to the D-backs next year, if they don't recreate it, we're all going to be disappointed. So... <laughs> Enjoy this while we're on it, folks. But it is way better. You brought up the season ticket holders, and I've been somebody. I sat through a lot of Cardinals bad seasons, and then 2008 happened, and they're all of a sudden I'm sitting in the Super Bowl watching the Cardinals play. It's a different feeling for that than like the Phillies are going through where they were in the World Series last year. Yes. And so it's they're not, although they're excited, they're not as excited as they were last year because it's an initial feeling that you get. So what I'm saying is, is enjoy it. Win or lose tonight, enjoy this run, just like you did you know, in the Suns uh, championship run because these are better than being the best team in, you know, in the sport and expected to get there and then getting there. This is better not expecting to be there and being one game out. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was, a, I was distracted right there. I was disappointed because uh, there's a certain guy who got a save in game seven of a World Series. And he blew you off? He didn't blow me off. He said, Doug, I'm so sorry. The kids are really busy. I was like, wait. The ah. kids are really busy? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, want to, I want to say who it is. But That's okay. Just... I got uh, Gonzo's best friend over here. Really? Dale is Gonzo's and, best friend? Uh, yeah, you know. And, uh, I let, think... me, let me see when Gonzo's joining us. I didn't tell uh, – I didn't. <laughs> don't tell <laughs> Dale this. I think I pissed off Gonzo. Uh, well, maybe that's why he's not calling. Yeah, him. maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I wasn't – I wasn't going to tell this story, but since uh, since Steve brought it up, it, it, I don't think it's my fault. I don't think Gonzo is going to put it all together that we're all together. So, Dale, if you talk to Gonzo, I don't know why he would be mad. The other day I texted him and I said, man, that's an ugly shirt. <laughs> and he texted back, that's real classy. And then, and then he didn't text again. Like, Gonzo, I'm just giving you crap. It's just two dudes. What do you mean? So I think I owe Gonzo a beer. Sure it was ugly, though. All right. I can't wait to see if I really did make it mad. So today's uh, versus Vegas. Uh, boy, wait, I got. Uh, I love my game last night. There's no doubt in my mind the 49ers are covering six and a half points. No doubt in my mind. Anybody know how that went? Did anybody look up that game? Yeah. The uh, 49ers did not cover because they didn't win. Oh, had the ball. Well, it wouldn't have mattered if they would have scored on the last drive. I still would have been wrong because I thought it would be easy for them to cover. So I lose that game. Today, I admit totally screw my record. I'm betting with my heart today. I'm looking right at the camera knowing I'm betting with my heart. 
never put money down in a game seven for a rookie on the road in the most obnoxious fan base in sports. Never do it. But my $5 is going on Brandon Fought. And I don't care. I This is where I just want to be one that cheers. When, and this is the advantage of when you're only bet uh, when you're only a five dollar dude. When you're only a five dollar dude, it's like, hey, this is easy. Real gamblers would say, no way am I betting with my heart. I'm betting five bucks. Go D-backs. There you go. Um, other ones today. Uh, I love back to backs, and that was funny with General Mike today saying, hey, when are you going to start being travel agent Doug again? Uh, today is actually when it starts. Everybody in hockey is in action. But I love it when somebody has to go across national lines on a back-to-back. I think that that's really, really tough to do. So I'm going to take uh, Ottawa today in the uh, in the NHL in their game against Buffalo, who just had a home game. So I'm going to take Ottawa to cover the one-and-a-half and, uh, on the puck line. And if I get that one, there's great juice uh, on that one. So I love that one. Ottawa at home versus Buffalo. I'm not running with the uh, with the other one because uh, I think Montreal is at home against. Well, you know what? Let me look at that line. Montreal at home against New Jersey plus one. No, because I like the Devils, but no, nah, I'm not gonna touch that one. I'll take Ottawa, but I'm not gonna take uh, I'm not gonna take the Devils right now. So I got that one, and then uh, NBA wise. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? I'm not going to touch the two NBA games. If you're interested in them because you're a Suns fan, Nuggets are favored minus five at home, and uh, the Warriors are favored minus three and a half. I don't know enough about the health of the Suns. If the Suns are healthy, I like the Suns in that game, but if they're not healthy, I don't. Kevin Durant with a good team back in San Francisco is, even though they used to play in Oakland when he was there, that might be something to look at, but I don't trust that one. I I do like the Nuggets. Never mind. I'm going to take Denver minus. No, I won't. You know why? Sorry, I'm, take, I'm talking myself out of this. What happens a lot was when you raise the flag and raise your championship banner, the other team's upset while you're celebrating and you're not totally focused on the game. So a lot of times there's good value. Tonight, the Lakers, you get plus five with the Lakers, and you get plus 180 on the money line. I'm not going to do it. I don't want blood money. I don't want to ever be sitting there rooting for the Lakers to make money. But if you're a truly, you know, wallet only better, never betting with your heart, you... I bet you Lakers on the money line wouldn't be a crazy bet tonight. I'm not doing it, though. No way. So I've, I've just got two. I got the Senators minus one and a half, and I got the Diamondbacks on the money line just to be fanboy tonight and cheer for uh, my Diamondbacks. Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. Unplugged at Whirlwind.com. This isn't a guilt trip, all right? Duck Franz Unplugged as a free podcast Doug Franz unplugged as a free viewership if you have the special code to be able to watch it uh, on demand. The only way this show survives is, is if you are making it a point to find out the sponsors, go to the sponsors, support the sponsors. It's got to be a covenant between the two of us. I give you as much free stuff as I can. You support the people that are supporting us. So if it's time for lunch, 
today, this week, next week, and you're trying to figure out where to go. Bell's Nashville Kitchen, Old Town Scottsdale on Main Street, Rosati's and Chandler at Ray and McQueen, or Burrito Express. Any issues with your heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical? You're saying yes to Parker and Sons. 602-2-REPAIR for any of your needs. 602, the number two, then R-E-P-A-I-R for Parker and Sons. If you're interested in golf, if you're interested in great wings, getting a beer, whatever it might be, get to Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Walk into Civlik, tell them you're in the Unplugged Army. Go into the Pro Shop, tell them you're in the Unplugged Army, or become a Whirlwind Plus member. Just go to unpluggedatwhirlwind.com. Learn about for only $34 a month or $2.99 a year. It will pay for itself in basically two or three visits. So if you love golf and you want to golf at a great course for the much lower price as a member of the Unplugged Army, jump on the Whirlwind Plus, and you also get invited to special member-only events. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to get with Sweet Lou, and let's have a a member-only event for Whirlwind Plus members to get somebody out there to talk, have some fun playing golf. I think you'll enjoy it, so please be a part of it. That does it for today's version of Doug Franz Unplugged, presented by Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass. Jeff Weir Production busted it like crazy today. He did an awful lot to get ready for today's show and during the show. So, Jeff, thank you very much. Coming up next is the main event. He's on, uh, Steve McCollum's on from 8 to 10 with Dale Hellestray. No Izzy on sports today as he's traveling, but if you want to catch up, He's on demand right now, and on demand is still for free, so you can watch Izzy on Sports. And then our two newest shows on a Tuesday, noon, Bruce Cooper, legendary sports personality in the Valley. He's on at noon. And if you want any help with your fantasy football team or you just want to be entertained, the Organic Football Show is coming up today at 1 here on WTSM-TV. I'll see you tomorrow. Go D-backs!